Christmas Let your hearts be light From now on your troubles will be out of sight <laughs> Was it fucking? Of course it was fucking We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that suck and shows that blow. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to... Our Christmas spooktacular. (laughs) (laughs) No ghosts involved in this one, though, I guess. Maybe. Wait, did I say the wrong thing? No. No, it's spooktacular. You guys, did I do that? Welcome to a very special episode, the podcast in which we talk about very special episodes of television shows. Sometimes we do like a movie or an event type thing. We are in our weekly holiday cheer uh, series, as we've done every year. Is this the third year we've done it? Yes. Yes. And this year, for reasons that will be revealed to you in time, (laughs) I managed to convince the team to waste their holiday <laughs> wishes <laughs> by allowing us to do four episodes of Family Matters in a row. Oh, I'm so happy, you guys. <laughs> so this week we'll be doing Family Matters Season 2, Episode 13, Have Yourself a Merry Winslow Christmas, which is the first Family Matters holiday episode. I am your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. With me is a stupid nerd. Austin. <laughs> And an obnoxious nerd. Oh, David. Austin Gordon. (laughs) And also Carolyn. Hey, I'm a lady. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we usually talk about a relationship with the show. I think, long story short, also, this is now the third or fourth episode of Family Matters we've done. But I'm obsessed with Family Matters, and the rest of the hosts are mildly tolerant of this. (laughs) Obsession. The rest of the hosts like Ryan fine. (laughs) That's very true. I have a couple new moments about Family Matters besides all the regular ones we've watched, Ryan, which is that I just remembered that Urkel was Sonic the Hedgehog in two cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. He was there were two competing Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons and he was the voice of He both. is the definitive <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog and I hope he's the star of the new movie. That's all. The fact that there is at one point in the 90s two different Sonic cartoons in which Urkel voiced Sonic in both of them might just be yeah. the most 90s thing it's ever. It's a Christmas They were like wild, wildly different cartoons. Yeah. Too. Really? One was like zany and madcap and one had like a whole yeah. apocalypse storyline, right? Yeah, like he's trying to save the world in the other one. The furry's like the second one better, I hear. Uh, is, that, is that the one that's more fetish? Yeah, it's got a yeah, hot he's sexier baby. in that one? Is he sexy in He's that? pretty sexy. All right, now cut the shit. 
<laughs> you guys, it's time to talk about family. Are you in? Is everybody in the holiday spirit? Not ho ho really. ho! I mean, we're recording a little early. Spoiler for the listeners. Uh, well, d- people don't need to know how the sausage is made. <laughs> da- David and I did get our first snowfall of the season oh. today, so that helped put us in there the spirit. There you go. Oh, there we go. You might call that a holiday miracle. Oh. Might also not. No, I could say that I was more in the holiday spirit until watching Family Matters, <laughs> which suddenly yeah. made me less generous and you, less you, willing you, to forgive. You converted to Judaism. <laughs> what a grinch. Um, well, we're doing these in order, uh, but we're recording them in batches, so we've seen the first two so far. Yes. I won't I won't ruin the surprise of what the second one is, but so we're we're two for two. And the the number of Family Matters tropes that come out in these episodes <laughs> is just so satisfying. <laughs> number all they really of them. define Family Matters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really does check all of the Family Matters boxes along the way. Satisfying is one way to put it. <laughs> So and and the way that it escalates too. So this is a season two episode. Mm-hmm. At this point, Urkel's been on the show for well, he came in about mid season the first season. Okay, so yeah. now we're mid second season. So he's got so basically he's, a solid season under his belt. Yeah, he, he's on the rise, right? He's a staple of the show at this point, right? Like, but he's not the center of the show yet. But he is the center of the DVD covers. <laughs> he's the he's the breakout hit yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that happens pretty immediately. Okay, okay. Um. So yeah, they 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 know there's no episode that he's not the focus of from, <laughs> from here on out. Yeah. Well, and you can you can see we'll talk about it, but like this episode just seems like a sitcom episode sitcom christmas episode and urkel is in it whereas as we go along it becomes more and more just like a crazy urkel family matters thing yeah but this one really uh deepens the character of urkel so this is like a surprisingly character development kind of an episode in my yeah opinion. it's his lore yeah and like a lot of the defining elements of him and his dynamic with the winslows and specifically laura like really are are prominent in this episode so at the very beginning this is another thing that you'll i hope you'll start getting used to this because it opens with laura singing a christmas carol and one thing that you may see uh, more than once throughout these four family matters christmases are cast members soulfully singing christmas (laughs) carols and it may get to the point where you're like, who's doing it? Oh, it's Eddie this year. <laughs> and uh, so look forward to that. That's a good drinking game for Dave. <laughs> uh, was, uh, was that a Family Matters thing or was that a Miller Boyette mm. thing? No, that's a Family Is Matters it a family? thing. Okay, I, I, yeah. I, I, was a, I was not sure if, if that was what that was. So I feel like a lot of sitcoms will break out the Christmas Carol, but this one really tries to show the musicality of the cast mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it, it's featured as opposed to just them, like, belting out a song at the end and then saying Merry Christmas from Full House or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Saved by the Bell had the homeless dad sing a Christmas song by the piano yeah. before they chained him up in the basement, so. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was drunk. <laughs> but in this, 
you can really tell it's like a showcase. Like right. Rachel's like, I'm a very good singer, and now is my time to get to sing on the show. Well, and we're getting we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I was wondering, like, is that a thing that happens in non Christmas episodes where they're like shoehorning in ways to get Rachel to sing a song because, like, oh, I'm not a terrible singer, I want to sing. She sings sometimes. It's not like over the top, okay. but it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't never happen either. Yeah. But, but it's not over. It's not like to the point where you're like it feels like they're shoving it down your throat or anything. How often does Family Matters suggest that something's occurring in which that means Steve Urkel is out of town, but then it turns out he's not out of town. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> so, that's the opener. Is the Winslows are in their living room and they're preparing for the holidays, and then they're like, oh, and you can see too how like this is early family matters. How they'll kind of build on this, but yeah. uh, it'll get more complicated or more <laughs> science fiction invention based. But it's like the simple proto version where they're just like, oh man, we're so glad Steve Urkel's going out of town for the holidays. That's our Christmas miracle. Look at and us. We're just doing Christmassy things as a family there's nothing wacky or zany about this have yourself a <laughs> <merry> little christmas <laughs> and then urkel just comes in and they're like god damn it you know like he doesn't he doesn't have like an invention yet or anything yeah yes. he's just there and that's enough. <laughs> he's just there his yeah. presence yeah. is the present yeah. And to be fair, when I, when I used to watch this way back when, and they'd tease that Urkel might not be there, I personally would also get excited, and then he'd show up, and I'd be upset. <laughs> I felt the opposite. They were like, Urkel's out of town. I was like, no! <laughs> the only thing is, I was like, okay, calm down. Maybe that means it's like a Myrtle Urkel oh. episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Stefan might show up. Yeah, some sort of variation or on Or maybe Urkel. him as an evil puppet, like steve Oh, so Spoilers. good. <laughs> oh, I love Steve. So then we have really an extended uh, opener. Yeah, you could you could tell that it was early an early season because they they had like the extra verses of the theme song where after they got done introducing the, the actors, then they're just like, let's sing for another verse or two and show scenes of the cast members doing fun things as a family. Yeah. And like clips from episodes mixed in with like. Oh, I'm just hanging out at the park. Oh, hello. Right? <laughs> I love those. Oh, I didn't see you there, cameraman. I wait, uh, my favorite part of this opening theme is, first of all, it's banging. It's catchy. You can still sing yeah. it. And second is that at this point, they have so many people still in the cast at season two. I think they're filmed in order of getting canceled or disappearing off screen. <laughs> it's very fun to see this overstuffed cast. Good job remembering the aunt's name is Rachel. I didn't. There's also Aunt little Rachel. Richie and famous Judy Winslow who gets Winslowed up them stairs yeah. one day. But Aunt yep. Rachel disappears. Sure does. Too, does right? she yep. go? Yep. Or does the grandma go? Or does Judy go first? Judy definitely goes F. first. And Judy is not Rachel's daughter. Judy is no. technically Eddie and Laura's youngest sister. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Richie is Richie is Rachel's, Rachel's son, yeah. so even though his too? mom disappears, he hangs around. <laughs> Shit. Are we sure? I almost think that Rachel. No, it's true. Yeah, although I think she shows. Uh, let me get the crack research team yeah, on Scanlon's this because 
I think that she might even... Does Richie stay around, though? Yeah. Yes, he's there to the end. Really? Yeah, he has a little buddy that introduces the Halloween episodes with him. Yeah, yeah. so Rachel is stops being a regular in 95, but she comes back in 97 Hmm. in a Christmas episode. So think about that. Just think about that, you know? (laughs) Um, So I think she more gets, like, phased out than disappears. But they keep her kid. (laughs) But they keep her kid, because he's cute and adorable, so why wouldn't they? They have enough stodgy adults. They need more cute kids. True, true. The ironic part is that the crack research team thought they were going to get the holidays off this year, because they're like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh, they're doing four episodes of Family Matters. They don't need us. Ryan's got this in the bag. But here he is. Trotting him out on a holiday again, so well, and this uh, this real spotty cast, you know, like it really allows you to, uh, yeah. And Grandma Mother Winslow also seems to kind of get phased out, but or she just uh, dies. She's still alive. We talked about this during the season. Oh man, she's, she's roaming the earth right now. She's playing the trumpet at a nightclub. As we oh my god, let's. <laughs> put a pit in that i have some things to say oh about that me trumpet. too all right we'll come back so it opens with the same shot of the winslow house we always see but with very convincing um snow overlaid and the on lights it. i thought this was pretty charming oh. was it cgi or real i don't know i feel like they had like it's i don't think it's cgi but they had to have doctored the footage like a composite somehow, yeah the, like that's just some random house that they use for the <laughs> like exterior shots right they like, don't even know the guy who lives there they just shot it and left yeah i mean probably not it's just, this is all sets and whatnot it's like there's an actual house somewhere that the studio owns so i feel like they had to have just like overlaid some wintry that's stuff right, somehow matte paintings. i i I cannot believe we're discussing this. <laughs> yes, they clearly overlaid cheap looking snow. <laughs> no Looks question. Really I guess the, the the question is less did they and more how in like nineteen ninety two did they? Because like nowadays you just be like, oh, right. they did they did it with computers, but I don't think right. they were quite at that point yet. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't have an answer to. Well, we'll um, see. What the, we'll see what the gruel orphans can come up with. Oh, hey Ryan, quick question. Oh. Yeah. In, in the opening credits here, there's when when Laura's introduced and she does the like, oh hello camera. Uh-huh. Um, she's working somewhere, like behind. She's probably working a, at Rachel's place. Oh, okay, oh. so that's that's right. Did she work there? Was that like a thing for a while? I think what happens, it's either at the end of the first season or the beginning. I think it's the beginning of the second season. This is fucking great. <laughs> what happens is that Urkel. Urkel and Laura both work at this restaurant, and then Urkel burns Urkel? it down. <laughs> And then the guy who owns it is like, fuck it, I give up. And he just collects the insurance. And then Rachel, it becomes an opportunity for her, and she ends up buying it. Oh, And then the kids still work there, but now they work for Rachel. And Rachel runs this place for until they just stop. So it becomes a new set for the series. Right, right, right. I have two questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One, when Urkel burnt down the restaurant... (laughs) 
Did he say, yeah. did I do he that? Must have. I think so. Yeah, all right. And <laughs> secondly, likely. was this an inside job? Was this all the, pl- the plan all along? That's hard to say because Urkel is so consistently destructive <laughs> <laughs> that it's, it's, it's in character for him. Or, or to... maybe did Rachel just say, hey, Steve, come over to the shop knowing Steve? what was going to happen? There you yeah. go. Hey, Steve, will you just use the stove one time? <laughs> They're using his power of arson for insurance fraud. That's pretty clever. Yeah, okay, so we're like 10 seconds in the episode. (laughs) Does it continue right where it leaves off? Yeah, it does, which is a little strange. Okay. Early season there, too. So they're like, what's up, Urkel? Like, uh, what's your plan? And he was like, oh, my fam- my parents basically went to Hawaii and left me at home by myself, which is one of these things where it's, like, troubling if you think about it, even though you hate Urkel. Yeah, uh, yeah like, you hate him, but then they also say show that he has, like, super shitty parents. And yeah. nobody seems to, like, care about that, or they're just kind of like, eh. And then they're like, he's staying with his Uncle Cecil, and then these shows are always racier in the early seasons, because yeah. basically... He is running a brothel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a hot tub club, I believe. An unlicensed hot tub wow. club. <laughs> and he was supposed to be in jail for it, but because he ran a hot tub club, he has, like, the dirty pictures of various city officials that got him out of going to right. jail. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit racy for the Miller Boyette ouvoir. <laughs> so here's where we get the entire spectrum of Urkel in a very short period of time. Because he both comes in the house and is pathetic, like mm. he's neglected and you feel bad for him, but he also has mistletoe <laughs> uh, attached to himself in a way that it's hovering over him, and he just starts harassing Laura right away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote, oh look, he's wearing a holiday rape hat. Oh. Yep, yeah, and Harriet and Rachel are both like, oh gosh, like, uh, <laughs> you know, which... Didn't age well. No. Yeah, here's the other thing about Family Matters. There's a more sexual universe than I recalled. Urkel is yep. always like got rape in his eyes, or he's humping with his <laughs> pelvis, and it's just so unnerving. And then, yeah, the, this guy comes into Laura's own home, and like you said, Ryan, her family members just like, oh, try not to get it on the couch, just like letting it all yep. happen. Mm-hmm. And at the risk of, of 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 being accused of being overly dramatic, at the very Uh-oh. least, <laughs> Urkel has like non consensual physical contact in his eyes at all times. He does. Yeah. No, and I the next one I think really gets into it in a very interesting way. But the less the takeaways of family matters are not positive. <laughs> <laughs> like this dynamic that we see throughout the entire series is really unhealthy, especially yeah. when you realize that the series ends with them getting married. Well, and also, if you think about how this is a family series, like Full House is a family series that's entirely about uh, white privilege and entitlement and celebrating that. And then this series, basically the lesson of Family Matters is that if you harass a woman and she doesn't like it, just keep doing it. Just yeah. keep, keep doing it forever, and it'll work out oh, in the man. end. And if she goes on the offensive and, like, you know... Calls you uh, out on it. Yeah, calls you out. It's her fault for making you feel bad. Like, she yes. feel bad about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> that is what Family Matters is about. <laughs> yeah, it's a real callback to Saved by the Bell, where we saw some other people yeah. get browbeaten and married. It's a nice, beautiful journey. So then uh, we're in the kitchen, and Aunt Rachel's talking about how her kid wants... I would think that he would want some 
juice for his jerry curl for Christmas. <laughs> Keep it oily. He obviously but... has enough of that, though. <laughs> well, I think you can never have enough with the level of sheen he's sporting. But what he wants is a Freddy Teddy, which for those of you who are not as old as us, is basically Teddy Ruxpin. That's yes. the ironic. Oh, okay, he wants a Teddy Ruxpin. Sure, sure, sure. Which, which is something I could relate to. I can tell you that much. Our, our young viewers still aren't going to know what that is. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> We had Grandpa Bear, which was the knockoff. Oh, it was like just an old man bear. Changing the nonsense words to different nonsense <laughs> no, words still doesn't clarify. tell them anything. It was, it was a bear, a stuffed bear, and you would stick a cassette in its ass oh, damn. and play it. It was basically a radio inside of a, a stuffed bear, yeah. and then its eyes and mouth would move in accordance with whatever you were playing. So More or less. It would come with these tapes of stories, and it would read you stories, but as I learned, one of my like key <laughs> memories of being five is putting uh, like a Run DMC tape in Grandpa Bear and his mouth moving as Run DMC was playing. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Also, our, our younger listeners need to understand yeah. that, yeah, we didn't have the internet or no. cell phones back then. We needed bears. We anything cool then. This is all we had in bears Family Matters. Bears and cassettes and Family Matters, yes. What I, oh my. what I remember as a kid is in the commercial, they show how Teddy Ruxkin... Ruck, I can't even say it. Ruxpin will read stories to you and, you know, his mouth moves and all that. But then near the end of the commercial, the kid is sleeping at night and it storms out and there's lightning and he grabs Teddy Ruxpin tight and then thus feels safer and falls back asleep. And I longed for that feeling as it <laughs> You wanted the security of a cassette-assed bear? Yes, yes, I did, and I never got Here's it. Here's my question: Are you st- are you still searching for that yeah. security, David? <laughs> I never did get a Teddy Ruxpin. Wouldn't wouldn't a radio bear be the worst thing to hold during a lightning storm? <laughs> <laughs> Big ass antenna. Carol, just shut your mouth right now. I don't want to hear. Your David, I feel towards you right now. How I'll feel about Urkel in about fifteen minutes. <laughs> Um, but what was the hot toy at the time of this? Was it Teddy Ruxpin? Was it Tickle Me Elmo? Was that this is before late? Tickle Me? I feel Elmo. like this was. I feel like this was in the like post Cabbage Patch pre Tickle yeah. Me Elmo era. Yeah, but there was always some. I mean, not always, but you know, every yeah. few years something. There was always like up. the hot Christmas toy that was under ordered and everyone wanted it. Yeah, and any sitcom that lasted any amount of time that had Christmas specials always had an episode that dealt with a toy that no one could get. I mean, frankly, I give yeah. Family Matters credit for just getting that storyline out of the way early. <laughs> like, this, is, this is their first Christmas episode, and they're like, we are not fooling around here, people. Yeah. We are going right for the, like, crazed toys plotline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also went for the Santa is real storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Sitcoms also do that, but I'll have words about that. But. So Rachel's all upset because she can't find a Freddy Teddy anywhere. And then Carl's like, let me call my contact. And then Carl's going to get it from Thieves because he's the cop, right? <laughs> right. And then Grandma Winslow's oh, like, tell I'm your contacts horny. to bring their hot dick. <laughs> yeah. <in."> <laughs> There's a lot of hormones flowing in, yeah. in, in the winds well, of the house. So she's like, this guy can find anything? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, tell her to come find me tonight or whatever. And it's like, but she's talking about the clitoris. Yes. Right? I had that in my notes as well, Ryan. She's High just five. looking for a man who can Thank finally you. find the clitoris. When, when she's I like, know. he can find anything, I'm like, does... Does she mean the clitoris? She does. <laughs> it's the only, well, so think about how old she is. 
realistically, she was married for 60 years to a man who never found her clitoris. <laughs> yeah. Tragic. So, you know, it's not for nothing. I hope I hope it works out for her. Here's to 69 more <laughs> That's years, That's the real Emma. Christmas miracle. Old ladies that are uncharacteristically horny is an easy stereotype, but I still love it. It's great. <laughs> it's menopause, not menostop. <laughs> uh, quick quick question, Ryan. Whose sister is Rachel? Who knows? I believe she's Harriet's sister. Okay, that's what I always assumed, but something in the way she interacted with Carl here, I was like, maybe she's Carl's sister. No, and the show is founded on all these dynamics that never uh, are... are are pursued well, because no, it they all just get becomes about out. Urkel. Yeah, they get pushed out yeah. of the way by Urkel. Because it's really supposed to be about the mom moving in and then also uh, yeah. Harriet moving. Because Harriet's husband dies. Yeah, it's they're trying to do a little full house business where it's like, let's cram a bunch of different like generations and relations mm-hmm. into one house and like let these people you know bounce off of each other and then like four episodes later like oh shit we got this funny nerd kid why do we waste all this time setting up these plot lines <laughs> yeah let's get rid of these characters <laughs> how did harriet's husband die did carl shoot him yes <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the complicated parts of these relationships they it's never in, actually explore that. it's in the opening of the theme song he's like shoots and then smiles at camera ha <laughs> i know uh so uh, and it gets more blatant, too, as it goes. You'll see. But this is the first one where uh, Laura's like, oh, it's my other grandma whose dad's ornament she made. It's so important to me. <laughs> sure hope nothing happens to this heirloom. And Urkel's just chilling in there. And then he spits in Judy's eye while he's talking to her, which is supposed to be funny. Why is he over at the house at the moment? got nowhere to be <laughs> yeah, he's home alone open the door to him you know they should learn how to use locks it's well yeah he <laughs> i, I re, as i recall the first urkel line i remember is like where he's like i took the liberty of making my own key because <laughs> that's the problem with urkel too is he's really super intelligent too yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes him even yeah like screech you could just pile up inside you could shove inside a pile of uh of yeah, tires and get or a tube, or a tube or yeah shove tube. them in a tube and roll it towards the ocean and you could buy yourself some peace and quiet but like <laughs> oh, urkel was, <laughs> urkel was like functionally intelligent as well yeah. so he could get out of that stuff urkel's like the terminator of bothering you <laughs> He cannot be bargained with. He cannot be reasoned with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then Richie does this weird come hither thing to Urkel. Yeah, he like he has to like set up. He's like, I'm going to do something cute now because I'm the cute yeah. kid on the show. Yeah, that'll last. <laughs> <laughs> so then he tells Urkel he wants a Freddy Teddy. And uh, and he's like, oh, I'm sure Santa will get you one. And then he, the kid runs off. And then Laura and Eddie are like, way to fucking go, Urkel, you <laughs> dumb piece of shit. <laughs> um, and he's like, what? Santa's going to get him a free Teddy. It'll be great. And so it becomes clear that Urkel actually believes in Santa Claus. Yeah, that's a man of science. It seems a little odd to me. But Well, but David, <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert. It's it's not a it's not a matter of faith for Urkel at this point. <laughs> Apparently, it's happened. Yeah, you think like you say, man of science, but like he has categorical proof that Santa exists at this point. So, yeah, but then he also just throws out miracles. Like he you should he should figure this shit out then if it's really true. I mean, he might. You don't want Urkel to get Jesus like powers, David. <laughs> but this is the path that he's walking down. He can shrink himself. He can read minds. 
later, like it's bad. This Urkel and his he magical science. Yeah. yeah well, so bad. the way to prove it is that <laughs> he he says he's going to prove that Santa is real. So he's like, I'm gonna. So he's like, I'm gonna write in a letter my Christmas wish and then mail it to you. And they like make a big thing like sent through the mail, yeah. where it's like he lives next door. Yeah, he wants. Well, <laughs> he keeps saying like registered mail, and I'm right. uh, I'm not sure what the difference between mail and registered mail is. Yeah. But I think the idea is supposed to be that by putting it through the mail, it will have a date attached to it that. Urkel mm-hmm. doesn't attack like he didn't just write yeah. the date on it like a third party has stamped it with a date and by putting it through the mail they can then very obviously confirm that it hasn't been like opened and readjusted and all of that but he could also just hand it to Eddie and Eddie could put it in a drawer well that yeah would be fine yeah but would you trust Eddie yeah that's a really good point. No, and nor would I feature him much in a plot either. <laughs> He's no Urkel. He's no Urkel. So then Urkel knocks the tree over, and he's like, hey, hold up, everybody, everybody, oh, hold on, oh. shut up, everybody. Oh. Did I do that? <laughs> and it's early. It's early. So it's out of the way. Yeah, the woos build as we go on. But right here, there's like there's wooing, but it's contained wooing. Oh man! It's an early, did I do that? We have to woo harder every time. It, it really does just remind you how much of a like spot on parody that episode of The Simpsons when Bart becomes famous for saying, uh, "I didn't do it." I didn't do it, and yeah. like it's just a hundred percent a Steve Urkel riff. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, there's been a few others, but Urkel was like, this is probably the catchphrasiest show ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, where it was almost like vaudeville as it goes on, where it's like, we're going to do these four bits, and we're going to kind of package them differently, but... But it's always like, just Steve with the uh, catchphrase. No, there's a few. No, that's not true at all. Uh, who, what, are, what are the other catchphrases? Okay, uh, <laughs> well, do you want to wait? Because we got more family matters <laughs> Buckle in. David, David, yeah. do you want to open all of your presents at once, or do you want to like spread them out over a couple of days so that you could fully enjoy them? <laughs> they're they're usually related to Urkel, but there's like back and forth exchanges that you'll see again and again yeah, all right, all right. between Urkel and other characters, <laughs> like vaudeville. <laughs> so, let me put my glasses on. Let's see. Oh yeah, so he breaks he breaks the ornament, which no one saw coming. <laughs> And then she's like, Urkel, she really flips a switch Chekhov's on, ornament. Yeah. She's like, don't come over on Christmas or ever again. And then Urkel immediately, which is pretty harsh, although not for nothing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and then no. Urkel is a master of manipulation because he's like, first of all, he somehow manages to generate sad music when he's sad. <laughs> it's like, da-na-na. <laughs> Laura. 
why why didn't the sad music play for Laura when she saw her favorite ornament get right? <laughs> exactly. Where is the sad? Where is the audience awing that this cherished family heirloom has been destroyed? No, they fucking awe when Urkel's like, "Oh, you don't want me around because I break your stuff." Well, he's a genius at manipulation too, because he's like, "Then that will be my Christmas present to you." Like that, he's gonna leave her alone. Yeah, forever. Merry Christmas, Laura. And the audience is like, oh. <laughs> like, and no, I'm like, no, I. Like, but he never sh- really feels sorry about what he does. Like, no. Work. Like, he's a klutz, and I get that. Yeah, and sometimes he, he can't, can't help control it. it. But then you can at least be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I. No, he immediately makes it about his sadness. Yeah. Right. I mean, at this point, it's more understandable because he did just, like, fall. Like, he just makes yeah. mistakes. But as the show goes on, he's constantly coming in and being like, here's my new invention. And they're like, please don't wreck our stuff. your new invention in our living room. And he's like, no, no, it's great. You'll see. And every single time he starts it and it's fine. And then it, like, blows a hole in the wall. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I went over to Austin's house... And then, like, I tripped and fell and broke something that was, you know, valuable to him in some way. Yeah, if. <laughs> like one of those little Star Wars figurines. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't my fault, but then he'd be mad at me. And at the same time, I'd see his point, too, that, I don't know, I tripped and fell, so I'd, tr- I'd still feel bad about it and still be like, what can I do to make it up to you? Even if I felt like it was, even though it wasn't intentional and it wasn't, even if I thought it wasn't my fault, I'd still try to smooth things over. That was Austin's grandma's Darth Maul, David. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to a shop, and there's a big sign that says, yes, we have Freddy Teddy. There's a long line. That's blatant false advertising, as we'll find out. For some. So then Carl is second in line, and he's in front of the old woman from the wedding singer. Yeah, the old dirty rapping granny. Rapping yeah. granny, more like rapping granny, because she's <laughs> going to be rapping those Christmas presents later. Uh, <laughs> she's also in an episode of Six Feet Under. Oh, yeah. nice. As a yeah. dead corpse. <laughs> no, as the friend of a dead corpse. Nice. But uh, she's great, this old woman, actually. Yeah, and she will pay you in meatballs to give yeah, her music lessons. She really yeah. does have it. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that uh, she never misses a U2 concert? Ooh. No, that's a different. Oh, I know it's a line. different. Like maybe you know, the, <laughs> no. go to you two concerts together. Not all old ladies look the same, Austin. Uh, <laughs> I can tell them apart. Not all old ladies. So there's a lot of um, sight gags in this scene that are also very family matters, and that's something that seeing it this early on is kind of like, oh, okay, like they get more ridiculous mm-hmm. and. Uh, non-reality based as the series goes on but it's actually a staple from the beginning like that everyone's bunched up in this line and then they'll all move at once and then they'll all get jammed up and things like that uh so basically the joke is that uh this old lady yeah and how she keeps tapping him on the shoulder and saying stuff to him like uh much she loves her grandchildren basically Yeah, yeah she sets herself up as being this like super sweet old lady to the point that like Carl can't even handle it anymore because she's just obnoxiously yeah. sweet. Not to spoil yeah. anything, but we're already pretty sure going into the scene, Carl isn't leaving the store with a Freddy Teddy, right? Oh, thanks a lot, David. <laughs> oh, it's like David's seen TV before. Yeah. No, it happens differently than I thought it would, though. See? I See? Th- I thought <laughs> she was toes. going to somehow like, ask to go first 
and he'd be nice, and then that'd be like the last Freddy Teddy, but mm-hmm. things get a little more zany than that. So the shopkeeper comes out. Yes. And for, so first of all, they're in they're in a toy store, and it looks like something out of like the 1950s. Versus like in 1990, he would have been standing in line at like a Toys R Us or a Children's Palace or something. Well, he had to go out of his way to find some yeah. place that they were there. So 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 the shopkeeper comes out from in back carrying two Freddy Teddies. Yeah. And then there's a line of I don't know 15, 20 people, and he's like, "Who here? Who's here to get a Freddy Teddy?" And everyone raises their hand. And then he's like, okay, and he takes the credit card from the first person, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to call this in, because that's eh, the early 90s, and that's what we had no, to do no. back then. Suddenly, credit cards are like an right. inconvenience to be right. Right. right, right, right. I didn't remember that. Why is she writing a check like normal people? In the days of York, the cards were the slow thing, but no longer. I'm like, okay, so this guy must have more Freddy Teddies in back. Otherwise, why would he ask if everyone is there and then leave them standing in line? But guess what? <laughs> After he sells the, sells the first one, he sells the second one. And guys, like, sorry, that's the last one. Like, why'd you make those people wait in line? Yeah, I thought he was being diabolical he and is. just being like keep them in the store and then maybe they'll buy something else. (laughs) You should announce it as you're handing the last Freddy Teddy. You gotta let everybody individually come up and be like, sorry, we don't have one. Here's another one. But then he just announces it right away, so I don't know why he didn't just say it. Well, he clearly hates the consumer. Yeah, also he he immediately raises the price when he finds out they're all there for one. He's having a real good retail's revenge, and I might be on his team. (laughs) <laughs> so pretty much what happens is that Carl gets the last Freddy Teddy, and then the sweet old lady from the Wedding Singer totally loses her shit. And uh, there's a lot, a series of sight gags involving Carl being uh, attacked by everyone yeah, it's like in a the big riot. Is what's happening? It's, it's very Black cartoonish Friday. too. It's like they're basically a big fighting cloud, right? You know? With, like, limbs sticking out. And Carl tries to, like, crawl out on the ground, but then gets dragged back in. Yeah. Like it is, it's very, very Looney Tunes. Yeah. And also, maybe this is just uh, 2019 hindsight looking back, but uh, I, I could not uh, not notice that this is, like, a mob attacking a cop. Like he's oh, in yeah. his yeah. like he's in his police uniform. Like this is even like they don't know that he's a cop. I'm like they yeah. just straight up attacked a cop, which is it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it would have been cool if he had shot one of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's There's all these directions special. this could have gone, and that would have been more interesting. But what are you gonna do? So then we're back in the living room. The tree is up, and Laura and her mom are chilling. And her mom's like, "My Christmas wish." Is that this show would be about me like it was supposed to be. <laughs> Denied. Perfect Strangers spinoff. <laughs> and then, uh, and I like how they're talking about getting uh, Judy's compact disc because it's a very new technology. And it yeah. comes, and this is back when CDs came in the like big, long, rectangular box. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, also when one CD constituted a gift because they were yeah. like forty dollars. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a stupid time. That was uh, dumb. Physical media. Yeah. Forget with our times when albums don't exist anymore. You can't even put your CD into the Teddy Ruxpin bear, Grandpa. It's like, why don't you just download that album illegally? Do it. Napster. So then Laura's like, I feel guilty about Urkel because he just knows exactly how to fuck with you. (laughs) He knows just what to do to make you feel shitty. Diabolical. 
Well, yeah, and I feel like one of the key is if something's important to you, never mention that to Steve Urkel. Then seriously. Maybe he won't destroy it. Right? It's like it puts a giant target on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then Harry, it's like, well, it's an accident. You can apologize to him. Uh, Can't which, he apologize you know, to Laura once? Right. Right. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but know that uh, Laura's going to apologize to Urkel. Right. That's I what know, we're saying. Like, saying. How about he apologize to <laughs> her? Oh, I see. I get it. Because she doesn't get the sad music, Austin. Her yep. feelings don't count. They really don't. They don't. <laughs> she is just an object to be desired by Urkel. That's what Harriet should tell her, and then call it Balky and be like, "Get me out of here." Can I come back and run your your elevator again? <laughs> I know it's an obsolete really job. Good. Please. <laughs> so then, this next scene, dude, I remember this shit forever. I remember seeing this as a kid. This is one of those things that really actually made me genuinely feel sad as a kid. Yes. And watching it now, like, I still feel those feelings. Wow. <laughs> Not to feel bad for him, because he's like... Yeah, he obviously has a rough upbringing. Mm-hmm. But isn't that kind of feeling bad for the serial killer whose parents were abusive, <laughs> where you're like... Yeah, but you still shouldn't be, like, eating people's hearts and then storing them in your basement. And... Well, I guess that's the question uh, of the series is, is it <laughs> Urkel's fault, the, yeah. the way he is? Sure. Is he, it, it's like, is it nature or nurture? Shurkle. Shurkle. At some point, you need to grow some self-awareness, right? I very know. true. For the audience, I just want to say that at this point, it's only season two, and Urkel's looking like a tiny baby. So it's mm-hmm. easier to feel bad for him. You know, he's like the grown-ass man in the, the right. tie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, at this point, he's much smaller than yes. Eddie. And eventually, he'll be taller than Eddie. And weird. it's weird. Yeah. yeah. He gets muscles, dude. Yeah. And David, I definitely well. think Urkel's a serial killer. Thank you. <laughs> sure, yeah, so Urkel's in his basement by himself. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> He's in the. Ba- that's all we ever see of Urkel's house is the basement. It's a nice basement. <laughs> yeah, it's got the automatic door because I believe. You mean the Matt Lauer door? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Urkel would have a door like that. <laughs> first thing yeah. I'll make is a door so they can't leave. <laughs> yeah, I I believe that the first time we see this basement is uh when Laura. Teams up with Urkel for a science project. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the first time we see his basement is when Laura uh, gets kidnapped yeah. by Steve and taken to that basement and has Laura to escape. Needs lotion on the skin. <laughs> yeah, right. It's also the last time we see the basement. And the right. first time we saw this was when Laura else. helped Urkel with that couch. And then, yeah, yeah, Urkel's like, Can you help me move this couch? <laughs> got a size 14. Oh. Was she a great big fat person? Did <laughs> she like cheese? I'd, I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. He's doing that pelvic thing. Ugh. Tucking it back, Can you little mangina. mangina? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, why so we do good. this? Oh, why hasn't that happened? Merry Christmas, Ryan, and only Ryan. Uh, so, I know, this is a. I'll put that on the. Mistletoe. So, uh, <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> horses. <laughs> so oh, shit. So, um, Urkel is by himself in his basement and he's like singing sadly singing Christmas carols to himself. Charlie Brown ass tree. 
Yeah, he's got a little tree that falls over when he puts an <laughs> ornament on it. And then he's like, what should I do? I'll read my Christmas cards again. And there's one, and it's from the Allergy Institute. <laughs> he and counts it. it, and then he reads it, yeah. Also on the table is a nativity scene. Uh-huh. Which I only bring up because I'm fairly sure it's the exact same nativity scene my parents own and put what? out every Christmas. Which weird. Is weird for me to see. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I think that's the exact same thing. Your parents shop at the same place this prop department shops at. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you remember? Is it burned into your psyche from when your parents went to Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> left left you at home? No comment. Yeah. But uh, I do have this couch I could use some help with. <laughs> Can you help me move this couch? <laughs> I have two questions about the yeah. setup here. Yeah. One is the only reason he's in the basement is because that's the only standing Urkel house set they have. Like That's all we, as far as I know, unless someone corrects me, that's all we ever see in <laughs> Urkel household. And we never see his parents. Yeah, like, I get that his parents are in Hawaii, and we'll find out shortly that the uncle that's supposed to be, like, his legal guardian during this time period has, in fact, been arrested. He's um, an illegal guardian But I'm like, now. your parents are in Hawaii, you could still be in the living room. I don't think Urkel's allowed outside of the basement. Probably true. My next question is, does anyone talk out loud to themselves when they're alone as much as Urkel talks out loud to himself <laughs> in this scene? <laughs> well, Not as much. When you're trying no. to make a skin suit out of big fat people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might talk to yourself every once in a while. Like... Like, the other day, I dropped some knives behind the fridge, and I said to the knives, why would you do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> and that's right when my spouse walked in, and he thought something really bad was happening, but, I mean, <laughs> that was it. That's all I said. Yeah, I talked to my cat a lot. Yeah. That's yeah. different. Totally no, different. I get that. I talked to the dogs. I get that. Yeah. This is just like he's going about his business, but saying it all out loud. If I was just it's like... exposition. Well, I'm going to go downstairs now, and I'm going to turn on my laptop. Time to type in the old <laughs> password there. Gonna plug in my earphones. Gotta make sure I got them on the right ears. And then You don't narrate your goings right, on. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. You guys, this is the part of the show where I realized that I was wearing Urkel's same pajamas. Oh my god, you oh are! God, you are. I really am. And there's pants that go with this. You don't even know, but they are. You have a button that locks your door, too. Right? <laughs> you have a Matt Lauer button on your office, Karen? I have some secret skeleton doors, <laughs> yes. So Urkel locks, uh, sorry, Laura knocks on the door, and do they say how she got in the house? I don't nope, remember. they do not. All right, Maybe she fine. can knock straight on a basement this door, is, like this, it's got I, an outside I just, door. Yeah, I chalked it up to the same way that the, the Golden Six just walk into Zach's room without ever clearing through the, like, main doorway. But you can assume, like, a parent let them in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do we ever meet Urkel's parents ever? No. no. Never. No. And I think that not seeing the inside of his house and not seeing his parents is actually, like, a good move on the show's part. Like, it creates a little... It lets you fill in some things yourself in an interesting yeah, way. Like, yeah. It's economical. Yeah. So, uh, Laura's like, why are you here by yourself? And he's like, Uncle Cecil got arrested because he went out caroling naked. Which yeah, boy. And then she's like, this is the most pathetic shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I can't even stand it that this is happening. So she invites him over yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, he has like a, he like microwaved a steak for his Christmas dinner, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So then he gets so excited that he falls 
And then he says one of his catchphrases, which is, I've fallen and I can't get up, which is another one that, uh, <laughs> if, if you weren't around at this time, do you guys remember this famous I commercial? Would, oh, yeah, yeah of I course. I really hard for this life line. Life alert, yeah. yeah. But it can't be Urkel's catchphrase, this life alert grandma's catchphrase. Well, off, you know? <laughs> yes. And it was referencing that yeah. commercial. Like, everyone, it was one of those commercials <laughs> that was on, like, during the day. Uh, like, every kid saw it when they were homesick from school. Classic. And, and it's one of those things, too, like, you can watch it on YouTube, like, where you're like, I don't even know why this was a thing, if you watch the actual thing. But it's like, ah, oh, press this button, if all these things happen, you would probably live your old, and there's, like, an old lady who's like, I've fallen, and I can't get up. And we're all like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Well, <laughs> he was angrier than that, Ryan. That was too sad. She's, like, imploring. I've fallen, and I can't get up. <laughs> it is pretty funny, you know. The great thing about that commercial is that <laughs> I still remember, like, I remember seeing that commercial exactly as I saw it when I was a kid, like, I don't know, maybe five years yeah, ago no, yeah, they on TV. Like, it still pops up, <laughs> and it's not that it's not that like the product still exists and they're still advertising it and they're still advertising in the same way. It's literally the same commercial. Like you could be watching TV and suddenly it goes from HD to standard death for Yay! 30 seconds because they're playing the old lady fell and can't get up commercial again. Like they've not updated it at all. I hope that when we do need these life alert things <laughs> that it'll still be the same commercial. You know? I, mean, I know what I want Echo for Christmas. The clapper, right? So we don't have that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can pretty much do all this shit with your iPhone these days. That's true. <laughs> so Urkel is sleeping peacefully in the morning when he wakes up uh, on the Winslow's couch. And he does exactly what you would assume Urkel would do if you stay at your house, which is at five in the morning, he starts jumping up and down on their furniture and shouting and waking everyone up. I was just admiring how you could tell this is an early season episode because he's like sleeping on their living room couch and not like in bed next to Laura or Eddie Mm -hmm. or Carl or someone. What? He slept with all of them? I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking like, oh, they just made me feel bad for Urkel with how shitty his life is at home. And then he does this. He like jumps up at five in the morning. I'm like, I'm out again. I hate this guy. I know. (laughs) That's the Urkel one too. That'd be great if they just kicked him out again. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, that's it. We're done. We're done. We tried. We tried. We really tried. That would be great if the episode was over when Laura said Urkel never come back again and he agreed to it. Actually, if the series ended. Yeah. That would be a Christmas miracle. The end. So Judy and Richie come down, and then all the parents come down, and like it's five thirty. What the fuck? And then I'm with Eddie I'm with Carl. Like, Let's fucking go back to bed. Yo, That's what I watch. Yeah. Christmas. Austin, does your baby boy wake you up early on Christmas? Um, resident la- dad energy. Last year was the fir- last Christmas was the first Christmas where he was kind of like old enough to get what was going on yeah. and be excited about it. But we all like, I don't remember him waking up like super early yet and being excited about it. I mean, I'm always getting up earlier than I want to be, but sure. um, it wasn't like obnoxiously early or anything. Let's see how that progresses. We'll see how, yeah, we'll see this Christmas <laughs> may very well. That may change. We'll check in with you next family matters. Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then grandma has a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> You know why she has it? Because she's so horny. Oh. Oh. It works. 
work. That's it. That's it. We're done. We're done. That's it. It doesn't get any better than that. One one thing I really like about this specific Christmas episode is it really recognizes that Christmas essentially is about presents. (laughs) (laughs) There's no deeper meaning. They're all just opening shit, and yeah. uh, Judy's like, I got my CD player. That was my biggest story arc I'll ever have on this whole series. <laughs> I wanted resolved. a CD player, and here it is. Uh, and then Eddie's like, I got an even better CD player. It wasn't even my storyline. Yeah. Um, I believe Grandma Winslow says that Carl bought her that trumpet. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, obviously it was a Christmas present, but when did she obtain it? Like... Right, four thirty right. like, in the morning, or what? yeah, I do love like she comes in from the kitchen and she's like, coffee's ready, and I feel like the grandma already being up and having made coffee <laughs> at five thirty in the morning is very on brand for grandmas. Like, yeah, that I, I that was the most believable thing in this episode for me. <laughs> but then she's also toting a trumpet, and you're like, so did she unwrap it already? Was it yeah. in a box that she took it out of the box? Why didn't she wait for everyone? Like. She's, she's just like, holding a trumpet. She's like, what I want for Christmas is a hard dick. <laughs> I have a question. Have you fine yes. gentlemen seen that one sleazy album cover where it's a guy blowing a horn and the horn is on a lady's posterior? I no. don't know that I have. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's where grandma got her trumpet last <laughs> night. <laughs> Ass trumpet. It's a thing. Then Laura gets Steve a wallet for Christmas, which is just sort of like, I got you a wallet. That was interesting how it's just like a kind of a... Well, the joke is it's genuine canvas. Is that a joke? Yeah, because it's not leather. But I didn't canvas a wallet over a leather one anyway, so I was like, I'm... Well, of course you would, but that's, (laughs) you know... I don't think Steve has the same considerations. I like how he's like, I'll keep it close to my heart, and then he's like, I tape my wallet to my chest because I get beat up and shit taken from me all the time. That was kind of a good bit. What yeah. I think that is is that people try to shoot Urkel right in the heart, <laughs> yeah. and he already just keeps wallets with metal in there, so you're like, oh, didn't get me. Keep it in front of the steel plate. Yes. I have to to my heart. So then he gets, okay, oh my god. <laughs> so there's, uh, we're going to spend some time on this, but... So he gives Laura a talking doll he made of himself. It's baby Steve, you guys. That is, it was Steve all the whole That's, time. That was a real toy, right? It, it, that wasn't it, but there was one, yes. This specific one you see, which is really fucked up looking, <laughs> is not the real toy. Okay. But there was a real talking Urkel doll. You are correct. I had a roommate who had that doll. It rested on our mantle in a place of honor. Yep. <laughs> I have some life experiences involving Urkel dolls. Interesting. I'm not going to ask you more. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask, don't ask, don't tell. So, we already discussed way back when what Ryan would do if there was a life-sized Urkel doll in the house. Oh, was it fucking? I, I forget, but I think it's fucking. Was it fucking? Of course it was fucking. FYI, if any of our listeners uh, are looking for a Christmas gift for Ryan, there's currently a TV Toys Urkel talking Ooh. doll available on Amazon for 100 bucks with Whoa. prime delivery. Wow. Whoa. How much is it on eBay, though? It's probably like a dollar. <laughs> I'll get the crack research team on it. Get Seems those important. kids. Wake them up. Wake them up. <laughs> so then uh, Richie's like, I got my Freddy Teddy. I like it. <laughs> and then um, he had yeah, $13. Yeah, 30, $34.99 for a pre-owned but with the box. 
Here's an eighteen dollar. Buy it now, but does it? No, does it not have the glasses? Has it? Are is it still a virgin, Ryan? That's what. It looks like the glasses are broken off. Not a virgin. Okay. And there's a couple of different ones, but anyway, yes, I would gladly accept if any of (laughs) them gift me an Urkel doll. I'm not even going to pretend like I don't want it (laughs) because I do want it. Yeah, there seem to be two different ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh, and then he makes it so you pull the cord and it says, how is he aware of what his own character is? <laughs> he says him, like, once a day. It's so. true. <laughs> At least, yeah. But if he's capable of that, why no self-reflection? Right, if, he, if he's, he's self-aware enough to realize how often yes. he says certain phrases, how is he not self-aware enough to realize he needs to, like, dial it back about 50 notches with the Winslows? Because he knows that when he says these things, the audience loses their shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you think the rest of the cast hears the woos and the sad music, or is it all just in Urkel's head? Mm. It's all in Urkel's head, I think. That figures. Urkel is definitely aware of it. And only Urk. It's like his form of dementia. (laughs) He thought he was on a show. He was the star of a show. Don't we all? Exactly. Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) So then, uh, yeah, so Richie gets to Freddy Teddy. And everyone's like, I didn't buy it. Uh, and, and Urkel's like, in your face, Santa's real. <laughs> he's like, do you have the letter I mailed you? And then Eddie, like, is, like pulls it out from behind the piano for some reason. Yeah. They, they shouldn't have got that letter because the post office doesn't deliver on fucking yeah, Christmas. I don't know what the turnaround time was here. I don't know either. But who cares? No one. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, he's mailing it next door. It's possible <laughs> that the letter carrier, like, Got it from Steve's house. <laughs> it just walked just over. Dropped, yeah. Stamped As it. As anyone should have. <laughs> so then the letter is like, I want my Christmas wish is to spend Christmas with the Winslow's. You guys are so beautiful. <laughs> but he says that proves Santa exists, but he kind of manipulated the situation. Into right. I mean, I feel like there was a 50-50 shot of that happening anyway. <laughs> like, something impressive would have been like, I want this book that's out of print or this yeah. old toy that you can no longer get or frankly the fucking teddy bear that all the stores were sold out oh, of yeah. that Richie got anyway it just seems like unnecessarily complicated writing I think it's really sweet honestly <laughs> where all they I have to admit it gets me like they they could have done the plot line where like oh Steve still believes in Santa and he's like no Santa's real you'll see and then Richie gets the teddy bear that no one else could find and he's like see it was Santa and you're like you proved the same point we saved everybody like 45 seconds and Steve wakes uh, up with pretty. like a 14 inch dick and he's like Wait. <laughs> Santa's oh. real <laughs> Oh, no, wow. I didn't know our <laughs> Christmas wish could ending. be dick size. <laughs> that changes things. They just read the letter and then he just will see it from behind his Urkel. That's how the episode ends. Here's Hannah. All I want for Christmas is an enormous penis. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he gets it, but it's like a severed penis from someone else. <laughs> oh, it's like the monkey's paw. <laughs> no, my problem is <laughs> Richie gets this uh, Freddy Teddy. And everyone's uh-huh. like, did you get it? No, no, no. And then they just all leave it like, yeah, I guess Santa got it. And I'm like, doesn't that change your entire worldview? At this yeah, point? totally. <laughs> it's always interesting to me when there's stories like this yeah. that prove that it's like, if, gifts just appeared every year 
coveted gifts that we would all believe in. I, I, well, this is like what I was to your by earlier point, David. Like Steve isn't being a man of faith about this. He has categorical evidence that Santa's I mean, real. Think how much that changes your perspective on oh, everything yeah. when you're like, yeah. I feel like the only two logical outcomes are. Either they're like, holy shit, Santa's real, or holy shit, some kind of creepo is giving yeah, exactly. our, this young kid toys. We need to get to the bottom of this. Either way, you don't just shrug and move on while Grandma Winslow plays her trumpet. Well, there's only one thing really to do when something like this happens, which is for Rachel to sing a soulful Christmas uh, hymn or whatever they're called. Carol. Carol. It's they're called Carol. Sings, Carol. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your hearts be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Through the years, we all will be together. If the fates Like when I've when I'm faced with definitive proof that magical beings exist, there's only one thing I know to do, and that's sing songs. Right. That's beautiful. So then there's a montage. This is where they're really like, all right, we know what this is about, and there's just a montage of them all opening gifts. And there's like literally you don't see anything else. It's not like they're eating together or like spending time. They're just all oh, maybe there's a gifts. snowball fight or something. No, it's just yeah. they open presents. That's how they sell. It's like a montage of the great moments, but they're all exclusively opening gifts. And am I wrong? Did you guys anyone else notice this that Steve gets a box of condoms for <laughs> what? Not see that. I, I, I recommend you check it out because he. I'm on it. And he's sitting next to Laura, and they're opening their gifts, and it's till he's like, "Oh, a box of condoms." I guess that's what Carl gave him, so he will not impregnate his daughter. That's <laughs> fair. It's, it was the postscript on his letter to Santa. <laughs> I just want to spend Christmas with the Winslows, and also a box of condoms to bang Laura with. <laughs> right after I break one of her heirlooms. <laughs> you mean her hymen? <laughs> the most important family heirloom of all. Steve, you forgot to put the condom on. Did I do Did that? I? Oh no, he would. Oh no. Steve, you impregnated our teenage daughter. <laughs> Can I do, Can I do that? that? <laughs> so good. Guess we're married, and that's the last episode. And then I like that they're all hanging around <laughs> around a model train set. Yeah. Cool. So they do this thing where they pull out a card. They like take the footage and they build a whole Christmas card around it. And then they have model trains. Who the hell damn has time for model trains in this house? It's like a cheap e-card. I yeah, love the screen it. turns into like this really <laughs> shitty e-card. It's, it's, it's a so very good. '90s TV sitcom thing where they're like, "Here's an image from the show," and now there's a cheesy background to make it into a Christmas card. And then the best part of the whole thing is like, I really enjoyed watching that montage. And I was so happy when they showed it again during the end credits. More, more, more. Like literally the exact same footage in the exact same order. 
You know, like in the uh, maybe Superior show, The Sopranos, when they have a train set, they introduce why they have a train set, and it's one character's nerdy thing. But here, they're just these Winslows are so successful; they just have time to play trains. They really get a lot of cool presents on Christmas. They true, do. true story. My uh, my father-in-law has a model train running <gasps> underneath his Christmas tree every year. Do you oh, put cool. gifts on it and open your gift when the train gives you it? No, you have to like put gifts around it <laughs> so that like it, it doesn't run into the gifts and <laughs> cause a terrible train accident. <laughs> There's an electrical fire every other year. You have to do the trolley thing where you choose whose gift to blow up. Right, right. The yeah. tracks. Right. Yeah. I, I've taken a look. Mm-hmm. And the gift oracle got maybe condoms. Whoa. But they could be a pack of smokes, too. You don't know. <laughs> no, it's clearly a box of condoms. Whoa. It really looks like... I don't know if you've ever had to buy a box of condoms, David, but it looks like a box of condoms. Also, David only goes Eddie raw, just dog. gets this, like, anonymous black leather box that I have no idea what's going on inside that either. But. That's gotta be condoms, too. <laughs> a lot of interesting subtext in all of this. The next episode, holy shit, is all I have to say. Spoiler. Well, so what was everyone's favorite uh, Christmas miracle? Did this make you believe again in the miracle of Christmas? No. No. Were there any takeaways no. from this? <laughs> uh, Christmas is all about presents, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to what some other sitcoms will try to tell you. <laughs> There were no big speeches in an airport, so that was kind of sad. That's nice. <laughs> that was a relief. Uh, and then just that, uh, it's just about emotional manipulation. I mean, it's yeah. like heightened by it being Christmas, but this is basically encapsulates this whole era of Family yeah, Matters. Well, I'm, family Matters in general is always just Urkel screwing up and then people feeling <laughs> sorry for him, right? Like, I And harassing the daughter of this family. Like, watching this Trying episode, I realized I hated Urkel more than Screech. Yeah. Oh my god, He's get much out of my face. Hornier. <laughs> well, I think my biggest problem is it's because it's every episode of Family Matters. It's just Urkel screwing Urkel, up Urkel, and then Urkel. making people yeah. feel bad about him. Where with Screech, it was just mixed in like every fifth episode. That was the That's plot. true. Yeah. Urkel's got two speeds. Yeah. It's sexual harassment <laughs> and... And property damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just feel like every third episode is Urkel crosses a boundary. Laura tells him to get out. He acts sad for being forced to respect her boundaries. She then feels sad for him, and they make up. Well, the only thing that I disagree with you about is you said every third episode. Yeah. That's every. That's every episode. Every episode. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, past, like, the half-season mark. In, you know, I feel like in between those episodes, there's the ones where he wrecks Carl's house. That's true. But then he does the same thing. Yeah. It's the same. It's just instead of fucking with Laura, sometimes he fucks with Carl. Right. And occasionally, to mix things up, he fucks with Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. He gets in everyone's bed. <laughs> I just want to point out that one of the closing shots when we're doing this charming, idyllic holiday card-esque wrap-up is all the stockings by the fire. Mm-hmm. And again, it still does have, like, 12 people because it's a big cast at this point and then I liked when the stocking started to catch on fire in the order that each <laughs> cast member would die they're like voodoo stocking right yeah. I will say as much as uh, Urkel obviously dominates this episode um, I did appreciate that 
it's still early enough that it felt like there was an actual ensemble cast there and with the possible exception of uh, Judy and Eddie, whose plot lines mainly just revolved around what they wanted for Christmas and what they got for Christmas. Um, everybody was kind of there and contributed in some way, even while the main narrative was about Urkel. Even Aunt Rachel was there. Yeah. I did kind of have the reaction. That I'm like, this is a gigantic cast. I'm not surprised they got rid of some people. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, True. there's a shit ton of people there. And then there started to be re- there's more characters later yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Waldo, Waldo. Geraldo Faldo. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love that guy. And Maxine. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Maybe we'll see them. Maybe. Maybe we'll see them. So I think we'll wrap things up. Uh, wrap it like a grandma, Ryan. I know. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> like a rapping grandma. <laughs> Only if you back me up on the trumpet. Wiggy wiggy food. <laughs> so, oh, Austin's got to do it. He's good. David Bitsenhofer, I find you humorous. Yeah, that's a first. Where can I find you online? <laughs> you can find me at uh, on Twitter, where I'm opening presents <laughs> for the Christmas season. I guess I don't know. Whatever. At Doctor <laughs> Good. Well, I, I send my positive comment. <laughs> Never give me a compliment because I'll immediately prove you wrong. I think. It's- <laughs> And then make you feel guilty about it. How dare you put me on the spot? What's your social media? What's your social security number? Twitter (laughs) at Dr. Bits, realgentlemanofledger.com. All right, Carolyn Maine, how about yourself? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, Carolyn Maine, you can find me on Twitter. I have a Patreon. I send out postcards when my printer's working. Mm. Uh, You can find me, Carolyn Maine, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. I have a podcast and card game, Pitch Please. You can check that out at pitchplease.fun and on Carnival Studios. Ooh, and Austin Gordon, where might I find you on the internet? Uh, You can come help me move a couch on Twitter, at Austin Gordon. (laughs) And you can find my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. I have a link to our Patreon page there as well. And you know what makes for good Christmas gifts? Signing up to be a patron of our website. Yeah. It would be a Christmas miracle, I'll tell you that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As for me, your host this week, I am Ryan Alexander Tanner. I have a website. It's OESVeryNice.com, and that's my handle on all the various social media platforms. As for the show, we are a very special episode, the podcast. We have a website, a very special episode podcast.com, where you can download and stream every episode ever, including um, some old Family Matters episodes, which are exquisite, exquisite, exquisite. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash pod, where you can write about how happy you are. I think one person posted about how they were happy that we were doing this, and that was <laughs> enough to validate <laughs> this thing that I've been campaigning You're for. for. Is, this, did, is this our third year of doing Four Christmases? This is our third year of doing Four Christmases, and our third year of you campaigning to do an All Family Matters Christmas. Finally <laughs> Only took three years. You are the you are the Urkel to our Laura Winslow podcast. Wars down. Jesus. <laughs> My letter to Santa said, "All I want is for us to do four family matters Christmases." On Twitter, we're at AVSE Pod. You can email us AVSE Podcast at gmail and you can download our show on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and Stitcher, where you can rate and review us on all of those platforms. Don't be a Grinch. Give us a good review. <laughs> I see what you did there. 
Thank you. Yes, it's very related to the content of this episode. So we'll be back next week with the next. We're all I'll say is we're going chronological, but there's actually been a series of discussions about who's doing. There are ones. more Family Matters Christmas episodes than there are hosts of this show, so there'll be some <laughs> picking and choosing going on. It was hard too. I mean, we're still not resolved on what the last two are, yeah. and it's really it's like trying to pick which kid you love more. Well, not Judy, I tell you that. Oof. Judy wins up. Oh, there was a point in this episode that you didn't get to at the time, but she went up to the stairs, and I was like, "No, Judy." <laughs> <laughs> she may never come back. All right. Well, I'll see you guys next week for more Family Matters Christmas. Yeah. I was going to say that because I was hosting this. I know. I'm sorry. I'm almost ready to host. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Hi. See you next week. Yeah, that was this ABC on your home PC with some VIPs of SBTP. Was it Austin G, Dr. DB, RAT, or C-Money? What the heck was with that TV? This podcast is kind of funny. Excuse us all, because we got to go pee. Ryan did do that. All right. <laughs> I Did I do that? All right. And stop.